Hello and welcome to Pod Stuff Rides, a horror podcast for busy people. I'm your host, John Locke, bringing to you a new horror pill every Friday at 5 p.m. GMT, which may or may not be noon central and 11 a.m. Eastern. Although we do live in the era of on demand everything, so does it really matter when this show is uploaded? Anyway, moving on, <laughs> we're going off tangent and it's only episode 4. Brilliant. Moving on. In this episode, we go to Panama for a backpacking trip gone wrong. Two Dutch girls celebrating their graduation decide to hike up a volcano and just never come back. It's perhaps a tragic accident, but some elements just don't add up. What exactly happened to Chris Kramers and Lisanne Froome? The year is 2014. Brazil is hosting the FIFA World Cup. Guardians of the Galaxy is getting raving reviews and Taylor Swift is telling us to shake it off. But our story goes nowhere near Taylor Swift or Guardians of the Galaxy because it takes us to the Netherlands first, more precisely to the city of Amersfoort, where we meet the two protagonists of our story, Chris Kramers and Lisanne Froome. They're both 21, they grew up together in Amersfoort, and then they separated to go to university. But now they've both graduated, respectively in uh, art education and psychology, and they're back living together in their hometown and working at a local diner. Now, to celebrate graduation, they decide, as you know, many young graduates do, to go on a little adventure, travel to Panama for six weeks, go on a few hikes, see a few cool things, volunteer, helping out the local population, and learn Spanish in the process. So the plane lands in Panama on March 15, 2014. They travel around a bit, do all the fun stuff, and eventually reach the mountain town of Boquete on March 29th. Now in Boquete, they're going to stay with the local family and volunteer to help out with the local children, but they're still going to do some fun stuff. And in fact, they have an appointment with a local guide on April 2nd to explore the Baru volcano. Keep this in mind because it will be very important later on. So they have this booked appointment, but the day before, on April 1st, they decide to hike the forest near Boketi on their own. They tell the owner of the local restaurant who lets them borrow his dog. And the reason for that is that the area is not really safe and two girls on their own might just be an easy target. So he gives them the dog, they have brunch with two young Dutchmen that they have met uh, during their travels, and eventually embark on their newest adventure. Unfortunately, this is the last time they will be seen alive. Nighttime comes and the dog comes back to the restaurant owner without the girls. And he's worried, but at the same time, he still thinks that maybe they're just taking a bit longer to get back. However, when the following day, the girls do not show up for their appointment with the local guide, everyone is definitely concerned. Search and rescue efforts begin on April 3rd, and three days later, also the girls' parents join the search party. And they're not alone. They bring alongside with them dogs and detectives from the Netherlands. So this seems to be taken very seriously. However, the first clue only emerges 10 weeks later, and it's Lisanne Froome's backpack, which is found by a woman on a riverbank. Inside this backpack, there are Lisanne's passport, her camera, uh, some cash, about $80, 
other personal effects and most importantly the two girls phones both in good and working condition. Now here is the first mysterious bit. The woman claims that she walked by the exact same spot the day before but the backpack was not there. It's almost as if someone had put it there for her to find. The phone logs from the girls' mobiles showed that the girls repeatedly tried to call 911 and 112, which is the Dutch emergency number, which makes sense because if you're in trouble, you're not really thinking straight and maybe the first thing you do is type the emergency number that you know, the one from your own country. Uh, the first call was attempted on April 1st at 4.39pm, that is to say only a few hours after the beginning of their hike, so clearly something went wrong very quickly. And Chris's phone was also used to check for signal multiple times, but it was eventually switched off on April 11th, so 10 days after they disappeared. Moving on from the phone, the camera contains plenty of pictures. It looks like the girls took a well-known trail at first, and then continued into the wilderness, hours before the first emergency call. We don't yet know why they did that, but it looks like they did that. However, what's extremely creepy is that on April 8th, a full week after their disappearance, the girls appear to have taken 90 pictures between 1 and 4 a.m. The photos suggest the girls were deep in the jungle, possibly near a river, and in complete and utter darkness. There is a possibility that they took these pictures to use the flash to get a feel for their surroundings and try to figure out where they were exactly. Also, one of the pictures seems to show the back of Chris Kramer's head. Some people say that in the picture it looks like she has an injury, however, uh, Personally, from what I've seen of the picture, I couldn't tell that. A few kilometers away from where the backpack was found, the search party will eventually find Chris's denim shorts. Now, the first reports say that they were dry and neatly folded away from the river. However, this was later disproved by picture evidence. Two months later, a grisly discovery a pelvis bone and the boot with the foot still inside. Next, 33 bones all along the riverbank. They are examined and they are associated with the girls, unfortunately. Chris and Lisanne are officially dead. The official explanation is that this is just a case of an adventure gone wrong. Chris and Lisanne decided to go beyond the path and explore the forest they got lost, they possibly injured themselves, and decided to keep walking down the unmarked path to try and find help, and eventually succumbed to the treacherous environment. There is a theory that they didn't realize that the path ended there, because they read the description in Spanish, and they misunderstood the description to mean that it was a ring path that would take them back, back to the starting point. Now, we don't know that. What we do know is that things don't really add up. For example, 
Why were the last few signal checks on Chris's phone done without entering the PIN number? So, was Chris not using her phone? Then who was? Also, the rescue party reached the spot that is visible in Lisanne's nighttime pictures on April 10, and the phone was turned on again on the 11th. The pictures were taken on the 8th, so surely they couldn't be that far from the spot. How did the search party not find them if they were still alive? Also, how come the girls do not appear in any of the 90 nighttime pictures, except for one, the one that appears to show the back of Chrissy's head? Additionally, one picture on Lisanne's camera appears to have been wiped clean with the help of a computer. Who did that and why? And how come that the backpack was completely dry after spending 10 weeks in the jungle near a river? And also, if they died in a hiking accident, why were their bones scattered along a large area? And why were only less than 10% of their bones found? What, where is the rest? And if the bones were lying in the wilderness for so long, how come there are no scratch marks? Surely animals would have nibbled on them at some point. And why do Chris's bones show signs of bleaching with a material that does not naturally occur in the area? And why do the Panamian authorities refuse to release the full autopsy findings? And let's go even further. How did a picture of two girls looking a lot like Chris and Lisanne show up on the phone of a drowned gang member four days after the girl's disappearance. But going back to the bones actually, Chris and Lisanne's were not the only bones found in that spot by the river. There were remains of at least three more people who put them there. And why do the indigenous tribes that live in the Boquete area keep saying that someone did evil to them on the trail? And finally, and perhaps most chillingly, the local tour guide that the girls had hired owns a ranch house only a few kilometers away from where the girls went off trail. Did they stop there? And why is this guide known to only work with female tourists? And why do most hotels in the area not allow this guide on their premises? And how did he know where exactly the girls had gone missing? given that the tour they had booked with him was in the exact opposite direction from where they were. The truth on the case of Chris Kramers and Lisanne Frum will probably remain forever buried deep into the Panamian jungle. Just another case of trouble in paradise. And with this we've come to the end of our journey for today. Hopefully this sent a chill down your spine and if you enjoyed this podcast just don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and if you want to suggest a topic or share your love for horror you can do so either via the website which is anchor.fm forward slash podstuffrights where you can even leave voice messages if you want or you can do so via my own Instagram which is the John Locke. Thanks again for listening, I'm John Locke, this was Podstuff Rights. goodbye for now. Thank you.